0: Church, say Amen. The Gospel as recorded by Saint Matthew. The Gospel as recorded by Saint Matthew, Chapter Two. We Begin our reading with verse 1. These are the words that you'll find there. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east. To Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When King when Herod the king heard these things, He was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. Amen. I want just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this subject, this subject, born king. Born king. It's sort of a strange phenomenon that somebody would be born king. And from the very beginning, we can see tension in the text because the text starts out by telling us that that is already a king. All right. King Herod is already on the throne. Mm-hmm. Although he's already on the throne, we find in verse 2, another now who has been born king. Right. There's a little tension there. There's a little tension there. now, A little tension is I, I'm already on the throne. I'm the king, and now word is out of somebody, <laughs> a child who's who been born. <laughs> and, and all, are, y'all, are y'all hearing this? He's already the king when he is born. Somebody born king. He, he didn't have to run for king. Born king. Wasn't appointed by anybody. He was a born king. Nobody got a chance to vote on him. He was born king. And I believe, my brothers and my sisters, I I believe that these wise men were actually trying to call our attention to the strangeness of this phenomena of being born king. And that's why in verse 3, that's why in verse 3, Herod was troubled. How is somebody going to be born with what I had to kill to get? How is somebody going to be born with what I had to scheme all night to get? How is this child going to be born king? You see, my brothers and sisters, the birth of a king signifies in itself a change in the kingdom. And when there is a change in the kingdom, everybody takes note. Kingdom citizens, they take note because they know that they're going to be under new leadership. Whenever there is a king born, citizens of other kingdoms, they take note because they wonder how is this new king going to relate yet to that the kingdom that I think I got here. And then old kings take note because they understand that any new king is going to have some kind of effect on my kingdom. So everybody's wondering. About this newborn king. So, so it was that cold night in Bethlehem. When Jesus was born. He immediately impacted all mankind. To the extent that all men who heard about him had to react one way or the other. His birth, his birth had been foretold for centuries by prophets, announced by angels, celebrated by the heavenly hosts. So everybody who heard about his birth, they were forced to deal with Jesus one way or the other. Are y'all hearing me? All this prophecy, everything that has been said, either they believed the prophecies of the Old Testament or they didn't believe it. But either way, you had to deal with it one way or the other. But the truth is, my brothers and sisters, everybody everybody who, who had, had made that decision, they had to make a decision one way or another, and, and to tell you the truth, even to the day, nothing has really changed. After all these centuries, All who hear about Jesus have to respond one way or the other. Are y'all hearing me? Either you believe it or you don't believe it. Either you accept him or you reject him. The second chapter, this second chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel gives us an opportunity to see some of the different ways that. People responded or reacted to the birth of a king. We see, first of all, we get the chance to see the reaction of wise men at the birth of Jesus Christ the King. Here, let's look at these wise men now. Now, please hear me as we go into this little section here. It doesn't change the story, Jesus was born. He came to save the world, and he did just that. So I don't want to mess up nobody's Christmas. don't want to mess it up. don't want to change the story. But I do want us to look at the Bible account of what went on that, that night. The truth is, now, now, please, please don't let me mess up anything for you. But according to the Word of God, the truth is, We really don't know how many wise men came. Read it. It doesn't say three. It says wise men came. We we don't know how many of them it was. We know what kind of gifts they brought. They they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's why we think it's three. That's why they put three, but we don't know. It might have been 10 bringing. Third frankincense. It might have been 10 bringing gold. It might have been 10 bringing We don't know. Are y'all here? All we know is that wise men showed up. Are y'all hearing me? We also know, according to, to, to uh, verse 11, that by the time the wise men showed up, look at verse 11, by the time the wise men showed up, they followed the start of where Jesus was. By that time, look at it, Jesus was no longer in a manger. By the time they found him, he was in a house. Is that in your book? By the time the wise men got to him. Now you go on and put him around the manger, that's all right. It ain't going to hurt nothing. But by the time, yeah, yeah the wise men got to him, he was no longer in a manger. He was in a house. We really don't know why they were called wise men. Are y'all hearing this? We really don't know why they, they they were called by wise men, but but just off the top of my head, how can you question the wisdom of anybody who's looking for Jesus? Are y'all hearing me? Oh my brothers and sisters, it takes some wisdom. To know that you need a savior to go looking. Yeah. Yeah. But, but let's look at the reaction of these men. Look at, the, at their reaction to the birth of a king. Let's take it right out of the book. You see three things that happen. Wise men seek Jesus. Wise men, verse 11, they worship Jesus. Wise men also, in verse 11, they give to Jesus right out of the book. And, and let me throw this in also about wise men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 12, let's just throw this in extra. Once they saw Jesus, they didn't go back the same way. That's, that's verse 12. That's verse 12. Yeah. Once you sin, I wonder if I got one witness up in the house that once you get a good look at him, he'll change you. He'll turn you around. You won't go back that way. No verse 4 and 5 give us a glimpse of another responding group, uh, uh, some other folk. Everybody has to respond, but look at the different ways folk respond. Verse 4 and 5 shows us another group. These were men they called chief priests. They were the chief priests. Verse 4, these chief priests, they were able to give Herod detailed constructions about Jesus. They they were able to give him detailed concern, details all about Jesus. They, they could tell him where he was going to be born, where he was born, and, 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 and they, they were able to give because they looked back and they researched and they knew why they were chief priests. They could tell him all about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. but, but although they were able to tell him all about Jesus, the thing that you read and that you study the Bible you don't see anywhere where they ever made any attempt to go see him for themselves. Are y'all hearing me? They, they told him, gave him all this information, but they never made the five mile trip to go see Jesus for themselves. Get it now? Get it now? I'm making a point here. They are efficient in gathering information. They're efficient in giving information to others about Jesus, telling others how to find him, but they never went to see him for themselves. I'm trying to show you something here. Never went themselves. They, they, they were what I call in the religion business. You know, there are some folks who are just in the religion business. They yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of, sort of like an unsaved person working in a Christian bookstore. Are oh, y'all hearing me? They can share, they can sell the information you and tell you all about it, but they are not saved themselves. Truth, my brothers and sisters, is that it's more important to be a disciple than it is to make a disciple. Say it again. It's more important to be a disciple than it is to make a disciple. The truth is, no a matter of fact, no, no matter how many you tell about Jesus and how many you show the way to Jesus, your life will never be impacted until you make the trip for yourself. No matter how many folks you tell, no matter how many. Folk, you show until you make the trip and see him for yourself, your life will never change. There's another group, there's another group, although it was really a lie. But let's look at Herod and the way he responded. He is the king. Look at how he responded to the birth of Jesus. He, 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 he Herod. Really, he, because he was the only king, he was the king. He really wanted to find where Jesus was so he could have him killed. That's the truth of the matter. But listen to what he says. Listen to what he suggested in verse 8. He says to, to, to these men, the wise men, he says, uh, i tell you what. You go diligently seeking. You go search for him. Come back, let me know and I'll go worship him. Are y'all hearing me? You do the seeking, and I'll do the worshiping. Are y'all hearing this? Let, Let me just share this with you, and you can share it with the folk around you if you want to. It don't work like that. It just, it doesn't work like that. You see, my brothers and sisters, The drive that causes men to seek Jesus is the same drive that causes them to worship him when they finally find him. Y'all ain't hearing this. I say the same drive that it takes to look for him is the same drive that it takes to worship him when you find him. If there is nothing in you that desires to seek him, then there ain't nothing in you that will feel like you need to worship when you find him. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see that's why a whole lot of folk find themselves in his presence, yet they never worship, Yeah, because they were not seeking him. They just showed up. Somebody woke them up, told them to come, and they came, they came not seeking Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, but, but my brothers and sisters, I know I got a witness up in here. If you are seeking him, are y'all hearing me? If you are seeking him, when you finally get into his presence, are y'all hearing me? I'm, I'm talking about folk who are seeking answers, folk who are looking for Jesus. Well, it's different when you just show up, but when you, you've been up all night long and your burdens are heavy on your shoulder, you are seeking Jesus. And if you are seeking Jesus when you show up, I thank God for the deacons. I thank God for the praise team. But you don't need anybody to try to work you up. You don't need to get anybody to try to show you how to worship. If you are seeking Him, you'll worship Him all by yourself. Are y'all hearing me? If you come in here with the weight of the world on your shoulder, looking for Jesus, I declare, ain't nobody got to tell you when to say amen. Ain't nobody got to tell you when to stand up. You'll worship all by yourself. (sighs) When I just think of his goodness. And oh anybody want to shout up in here. That's, that's when I think of his goodness and all that he has done for me. I, I don't need you to shout for me. I'll shout for myself. Yes. Yes. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <sighs> but then that's there's, there's, a, there's a, another group, one final response to Herod. One whose throne is threatened as, as Herod is yeah he's responding but he's threat he's, he's responding because his throne is threatened and let me just throw this in current events in, in insecurity is a terrible thing in, insecurity is a Terrible things. Some of the most miserable folk in the world are folk who are in positions that they know they don't belong in. (laughs) Most miserable folk in the world are in positions that they know God didn't have nothing to do with. Herod had a real problem study his family line, study Herod's family line, you'll find a line of ruthless folk, ruthless men who would do anything. They would do anything for power. Yeah, they'd do anything to get to the throne. Yeah, you read the family line, you'll find out that they murdered a lot of folk. A lot of folk were murdered, a lot of folk poisoned, all kinds of underhanded schemes in order to get to the throne. And that's why Herod had a problem now. with This child everybody's talking about is born king. I, I had to kill my own brother. Y'all ain't hear me. I had to kill my own kinfolk to get to this throne. And y'all talking about somebody now that's born? Born king. This child is born king and didn't have to take anybody down. Didn't have to dethrone anybody. He didn't even have to have anybody. He didn't even have to run for king. According to the word of God, he was born king. And that's why Herod asked the question, where is this child? Where is this young man? Where is he who is born See, my brothers and sisters, the problem is Jesus is not interested in sharing a throne with you. (laughs) Hear me now, hear me now. The problem is Jesus doesn't come to share your kingdom. Jesus is not interested. And let me tell everybody in the house, he is not interested in entering into a partnership with you. Let me say it another way. He is not interested in being a co-pilot. That's the devil. You, you, you heard the song. You, you let him ride. He'll want to drive. Are y'all hearing me? But, but, but not, not Jesus. Jesus said, if I ain't driving, I ain't in the car. Are y'all hearing me? I'm not interested. Jesus is not interested in sharing Leadership with you. Jesus doesn't come to live in your little kingdom. Jesus comes to take over your kingdom. Y'all ain't hearing me. He did not come to share your throne with you. He comes to push you off and take the throne of your life. My brothers and my sisters, as I close we. Yet we come celebrating the birth of a king, but, but the king that we're celebrating is a king who desires to take over the throne of your life. Yeah. That sounds tough. That sounds hard, but that's the cold truth. Jesus came to take over the throne of your life. Can I prove it? Can I prove it? Listen to him saying, take my yoke upon you. Yeah. And learn of me, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He came to take over. Listen at him saying, I I am the true vine. You are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. He came to take over. Listen at him saying, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Are y'all hearing me? Jesus comes to take over the throne of your life. And the right response is to give him his rightful place. The right response is to give Jesus his rightful place as king of your life. How do you do it? How do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. You do that by confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Are y'all hearing me? Then you say you belong to him. He becomes your savior, the savior of your life. But then you've got to yield your throne over there. That's the hard part. Yeah, you get off the throne. Let him own the throne. You've got to move him from just being savior of your life. Yeah, and, and move him to being Lord and savior of your life king of my life I crown thee now thine shall the glory be lest I forget thy thorn crown brow lead me to Calvary lest I forget Gethsemane lest I forget thy agony lest I forget thy love for me lead me lead me to Calvary, lead me to the place where you were wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquity. Lead me to the place where you suffered, bled, and died for my pardon. Thank you. And that's why we celebrate His birth, because without a birth, there would not have been a death. Are y'all hearing me? Living, he loved me, dying. He saved me, buried, he carried my sins all the But rising, he picked me up, freed me forever. And one day, anybody want to shout, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. The first time he came, that men might believe. When he comes again, he's coming for those who did believe. And you ought to be one in that number. You you need to believe on him today. If you're here today and you're unsaved, I'm inviting you, a born king, king for you, a king of your life. And today, I invite you to vacate the throne. Invite him in. Allow him to be on the throne of Every life in here. If you haven't already done that, you need to do that today. If you're unsaved, you ought to come. If you're already saved, already saved, and don't have a church covering, you need that. You ought to be moving now. The door is open. Somebody ought to come. Come now. Come now. Jesus, keep me near the cross.